It's Vancouver's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Robert Smile coming to you today with Vancouver's Podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Jigme Love is the founder of the luxury resale store, Mine and Yours. She has operated retail stores and pop-up shops on Hornby Street, South Granville, Robson Street, 4th Avenue in Kitsilino, Yorkville in Toronto, and Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. She specializes in creating sophisticated retail shopping experiences and building long-standing community relationships. She is a passionate entrepreneur. As the founder of the Dream Factory Mastermind, she creates community, inspirational experiences, and leads and facilitates business growth and strategic collaborations among entrepreneurs. She holds an MBA from the International University of Monaco. Well, Jigme, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I think what you're doing is amazing. So I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's great. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Sure. Well, I'm born and raised in Vancouver. Ah, I went a to local. Kits- <laughs> yeah, okay. I went to Kitsilano High School. I loved it. Um, and then I went to university on Vancouver Island in Victoria, and I studied journalism. From there, I got a job with the Canadian federal government, and I moved to Ottawa as a communications writer. I did a little bit of speech writing and some magazine writing, um, but I very quickly learned that I don't like jobs. <laughs> um, the nine to five is not for you. I, I did not like the nine to five. It was very terrifying. I'm like, do I need to stay in this forever? Um, and that was the general idea and the general idea that a lot of people are fed in our society. Um, but it really did not resonate with me, even though that's what I was told to do. So from there, I kind of started moonlighting and poking around and volunteering and learning other things uh, outside of my job. And one day I stumbled upon a conference for entrepreneurs. And uh, I was 25 years old at the time. And it was just like a big electric bolt moment where I just, it totally resonated with me. Um, The spirit of entrepreneurship, the spark in the entrepreneur's eyes, the spirit of collaboration and the possibility um, of doing anything really with your business and your life and creating things. It it really, really spoke to me and I really wanted to do that. And so that kind of kicked off the long convoluted journey towards um, me becoming an entrepreneur. It, It was quite long though, because I had a lot of fear and I didn't have any business education. Um, so from there, I'd used my one good skill, which was writing, and I, st- I started. I became a freelance writer for other businesses and IPOs, and I wrote business plans for them. And from that, I got a business education in Monaco as well. Um, and then I eventually wrote a business plan for myself, which was for the clothing store, Mine and Yours. And we buy, sell, and trade uh, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, and Hermes bags. So it's kind of like a luxurious pawn shop. <laughs> okay, just to back up a bit, uh, how did you end up in Monaco, just out of curiosity. Um, and why? I, 
Yeah, I moved to Europe for love. And uh, through that relationship, I was also writing with um, his companies. So he took companies public. So I was writing press releases and marketing materials um, for startups all, all around Europe. And then we became, we, we became based in Monaco. And that was quite the experience. We'll all end up in a book one day. <laughs> yes, I, I've been to Monaco. So I was kind of thinking, wow, that's a, quite a place to get an MBA. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it really, really was. It really was. Lots of very colorful, interesting characters and so much beauty and opulence and uh, pride and egos and <laughs> lots I can of imagine. things. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with mine and yours, did you need financing to start your company and how do you currently make money in your business now? So the beauty of, well, we actually aren't a consignment store, but it's similar. It's a resale shop. Um, so it was quite, it was, I didn't need a lot of money. Um, I put aside about $20,000, but I think I only used 10. Uh, and I, what I, what I did was I shopped my most stylish girlfriend's closets. Um, I kind of identified the most fashionable girls I knew and women that I knew of in the city. And I contacted them and bought pieces off of them and, um, there, there was enough to open a store with that. And then I had some pieces of my own. So it was pretty much just <laughs> selling used clothes. Um, and then I, uh, I got a live workspace and opened up the shop in the workspace and lived above it uh, for the first couple years. And that's kind of the very bootstrappy way that we got started. Okay, what is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? So we do, we have an e-commerce store and we do ship worldwide. We sell off um, our website and on Instagram and we have experimented uh, with pop-up shops in other cities and that's done well for us as well. Um, it's hard to predict. When I first started, I imagined a mine in yours in every city and that may still happen but one thing i've learned through the experience of growing this business is that with everything being one of a kind <laughs> it is very challenging to scale so there's two possibilities one one is that we'll figure out <laughs> a cure-all for that that problem um there's only one of everything and that's really hard it takes a lot of cost and energy to kind of photograph and style and sell one item um when you can't duplicate it so either we'll figure out a great great way to do that um, or we'll just keep it as the wonderful lifestyle business that it is. It's really um, hit a great stride right now. It's on an upswing. We've really made a name for ourselves. We make a lot of people happy. We employ people. It does continue to grow organically. And um, the business is at a great place where it also affords myself and my business partner freedom to do other things, to travel, uh, and to enjoy life. Uh, so right now, like if you had asked me a couple years ago, I would have wanted rapid, big kind of startup expansion. But Right now, I'm kind of feeling that this business uh, has kind of found its groove as a wonderful lifestyle business uh, that, that we've both learned so much from and we gain so much from. So it kind of evolves uh, in business. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, it's ever-changing. It's ever okay. Okay, we've learned a little bit about you and we've learned a little bit about your company. Now we're going to shift gears here and talk about doing business in Vancouver. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. 
Yeah, I think Vancouver is really receptive to small business. I think it's a it's a great size city. Um, it's easy to kind of become known in this city, whereas uh, in a city like New York or LA or maybe even Toronto, it would be it would take a few more years and a bit louder of a voice. Um, it's so it's the perfect size. And the energy is very receptive to entrepreneurship. Uh, people are very friendly, upbeat, and collaborative. Um, so I definitely think that that is a great breeding ground for business and entrepreneurship. Um, on the minus side, it's a bit of a bubble. So it's like it's uh, it's like the consciousness only reaches the Vancouver <laughs> sky area. Like there's a whole world outside of Vancouver. I've seen it. Um, and sometimes you forget about it when you're in Vancouver. And when you leave Vancouver, it's like nothing in Vancouver really matters. But uh, when you're in it, it's like this is Vancouver is the universe. Does that make sense what I'm y saying? Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's part and parcel because Vancouver is a lifestyle city. So I think people are there for uh, work, but also to have enjoy the lifestyle that is there. And I think obviously it's one of the, and it's been rated one of the best cities to live in. And so it's hard to kind of measure against somewhere else where you think I'm in the best place and to some mm -hmm. people's minds. So maybe that's the, and plus the entrepreneurship support you get there. Uh, but looking beyond that, I think, uh, I think you're right. There's uh, there's, t we tend to get a bit of tunnel vision with that. Yeah. Tunnel vision. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired with ideas or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? Well, Vancouver is so beautiful and so perfect for that, for that indoor outdoor city. Um, so just on a daily basis. And I try to go, I try to go in nature, even if the weather is not agreeing. Um, so on a day to day basis, it would be the seawall or trout lake, which is near my house with my dog, having a dog also forces you to go outside. Um, and then if there's uh, more time, I really lately have been loving Bowen Island and going into the Okanagan, which is so beautiful and uh, just in our back door. Yeah, it's 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 I being close to Trout Lake. I mean, it's just really nice place to go there and just kind of you know think and reflect, ah. right? I mean, it's it's absolutely a big, huge lake in the middle of the uh, in the city. So, okay, we have a lot of international listeners. So this next question, I want you to speak to them. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now. What would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Well, that uh, is easy. I would look for or form a mastermind. Uh, in my entrepreneurial journey, that has been the big missing ticket. Um, I always had mentors. I always had business coaches. I always took courses. I read books. I listened to podcasts. I did all the things. But when I joined a entrepreneurial mastermind, that's when everything shifted for me in a very, very big way um, because you're surrounding yourself with people that are action takers and big dreamers and doing things and um, ideas get birthed from that. You'll instantly connect with others in the city who are making things happen and you'll get inspired and things just uh, things just come out of a mastermind that you would never even imagine. So that that's my definitive answer for that one. Get into it's the master, start a mastermind, start networking, get out there and circulate. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a bit about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? I do. I do. Um, I, in the last year, I started something called damn early days. <laughs> it's actually my friend's company. He does, uh, he, uh, it's kind of like a group platform where you all kind of commit, uh, through technology to wake up very, very early together. Um, so earlier this year, I started waking up at four 30. Now it's kind of slipped down to five. Um, but I get up very early because I think it's so important as an entrepreneur to take that time for yourself. Um, and so the first three hours of my day are just all about me and connecting to my body, mind, and spirit. So it's like health, you know, meditation, stretching, exercise, visualizing. I look at my vision board. Um, it's just a whole like hours of Zen really, uh, to get me kind of aligned and ready for the day and ready to serve. Yeah. We had uh, a guest on the show many couple of years ago called Cheryl Cran, who said uh, at one point that entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is a lot like being an athlete. What do you think of that statement? Mm, I like that statement. Yeah, no, you have to actually, one of my business coaches uh, says he's, he says, train like a Kenyan. Um, Kenyans train running uphill, holding cement blocks with no shoes on. So when they get to the Boston marathon, it just feels like they're walking. So you really have to kind of take care of your body and mind. Uh, and you are your number one asset. So that, that just, it takes all premacy over everything. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Um, yeah, I do actually. I do. I think entrepreneurs have to think differently and be weird because they create something that never existed before. Um, that's what we do. (laughs) Uh, so to, so you have to be, uh, out of the ordinary to do something like that. And then to, and then to be crazy enough to go out there and risk everything to make it happen. (laughs) Like that's not normal. So definitely we are weirdos. (laughs) Okay. What books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring mm-hmm. entrepreneurs? Okay. So I am a huge fan of audiobooks because um, when you're walking or driving or tidying or doing busy work, it's a great way to get in uh, some inspiration and information and education. So I, I consume a lot of them. Um, I, I do have some favorite business books that I'll, I'll recommend, and then I'll share with you the books I'm reading now, which are quite uh, spiritual in nature. But my all-time favorite book for um, a small business owner to read would be Profit First. I, I learned uh, the hard way, <laughs> the pains of not paying yourself, and this book teaches you how to pay yourself right out of the get-go and how to have a profitable company from the beginning. So that was a game-changer for me and like ended a lot of crying. <laughs> and then also the e-myth, if you're just starting out or if you want to organize your business or free yourself from being trapped in your business, I would definitely recommend that that book because it shows you how to work on your business and not in it. So you're not creating a job for yourself. So those are the two business books that I swear by. Um, and then right now I'm s- super into very like spiritual, soulful readings. Um, I just read Light is the New Black. And that was a fascinating book. And um, I'm reading more spiritual books in nature these days. Any online or offline tools that you like to use on a daily basis? You know what? Um, 
Instagram, I, you, you might not think of it as a tool, but it is, I owe so much of my business success to Instagram. We sell thousands of dollars of stuff on Instagram a day. It's a great communication tool. It's a great advertising tool. And it's a great way to kind of keep a little mini, mini, uh, photo and word blog for your life. So I, I kind of swear by that and everyone's on it right now. Okay. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Vancouver is a very beautiful place to live. There's so much here. We got the mountains, ocean, lakes, rivers, you name it. We got it. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not even think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski? Do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Well, I love walking my dog and spending time with my dog. I love jogging by the water. Um, I recently took up snowboarding just last season, and I absolutely love that. Um, I also like going into the valley and doing a little bit of horseback riding as well. And I think it's so important to get in nature. And also, if you can get on the water, um, my goal is to buy a yacht one day soon, hopefully. Yeah, then we can be floating around, <laughs> floating around with Jimmy Pattisons on, passing each other <laughs> exactly. on your yachts. Exactly. That's the idea. <laughs> okay, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? I Well, I kind of always saw myself as a writer. I did start out as a professional writer, so I do see myself one day being an author. So that's not too far-fetched. What would be something... Um, maybe something to do with animals, taking care of animals. <laughs> okay. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Um, I would never in a million kajabillion years, uh, give anyone parking tickets or tow anyone's cars. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Okay. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Mm, I really like, this is one my friend Tor of mine told me a while ago. He said, this level of thinking got you this far. A new level of thinking needs to get you to the next level. So to really change your thinking and your framework uh, in order to create a new reality for yourself. So you may get one level of thinking, get to one level, but then to Mm -hmm. really take it to the next level, you need to. You need to think differently. Yeah. And that's where yeah. the mentors come in, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, to be surround yourself with people who are playing at that level and then crack into their mind to see how they think uh, and really understand it from that perspective. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Um, that something's going to be hard. Uh, I think things are hard if you make them hard. And if you start out with the mindset that it's going to be hard, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Um, I prefer to kind of look with, look at things like with, from an approach of wonder or a puzzle to be figured out or an opportunity. Um, it's kind of doing, it's doing yourself a disservice to tell yourself that it's going to be hard or for when, when other people tell me it's going to be hard, um, I just kind of laugh it off. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Ooh, definitely joyful. Um, I and I kind of try to imbue and create joy in every experience, um, whether I'm on my own or sharing it with people. And 
Another one would be expansive. I'm always expanding into a new version of myself, a new version of my businesses, a new way of being, a new way of thinking, um, and just growing, just always growing and expanding. Okay. What keeps you up at night, if anything? Um, unfortunately, my to-do list <laughs> does keep me up at night. Um, it kind of plagues me a little bit. I've recently learned a new, uh, the physical act of checking something off or writing done in big letters next to it is, has helped me a lot because I, I keep my to-do list digi digitally and I used to just erase something once it got done. So it was just this never ending re reproducing list <laughs> that would keep me up at night. Um, and it still kind of does, but now I have the satisfaction of writing done or checking it off um, and seeing it done. And then I also added a new list called wins. So when, when I complete something that I consider a win for myself, I write that down. And that's a cute little hack that I've learned to kind of keep the, the productivity and positivity flowing. Okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be traveling more. This could be doing TEDx talk, philanthropy, writing a book, um, anything mm. like that that you'd like to do on your inspired life list. Yeah. So um, my recent creation is the Dream Factory Mastermind. Right now it's in Vancouver and we're launching our second round for the fall. So that's a it's a high level mastermind for entrepreneurs to come together, to collaborate, to grow and to take themselves and their businesses to the next level. And my kind of life list would surround around that. I want to take that to other cities. So Toronto, Los Angeles, Miami, and we're, we're introducing destination masterminds as well. We'll be doing breakthrough in Belize in December. And I'm talking with someone about doing a transformation in Thailand next spring and a yacht trip next summer. So my big dream is to bring the concept of masterminding international and to travel the world and meet inspiring entrepreneurs and connect inspiring entrepreneurs with each other in fascinating, inspiring, uh, beautiful locations and settings and with amazing activities. So that's a big dream. And another one would definitely be the book, the book. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm feeling them. I've, I've been feeling them inside me my whole life. And I just kept saying I need a little bit more life to really add to them. And I, and I think they're ready to come out of me now. So <laughs> those will come soon. So is it a biography or is it more of a book on ex inspiring other entrepreneurs? With it would experience? be, it would be both. It would be both. It would be kind of like an anecdote from some terrible thing I went through and how I figured it out and then kind of an action step for someone to not have to go through the same thing. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be turning my message into a message and helping others through my own experiences because life is very, very good right now for me, but um, it definitely was not always the case. So I'm going to put that in a book to help other people. The ups and downs of an entrepreneur. <laughs> so up and so down. Yeah. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC? Throughout BC? Um, I, I think the best advice is to really surround yourself with like-minded people. It is so true um, that you will rise to the level uh, of, 
of the thinking and the results of the people around you. So if you're entrepreneurial and all your friends and family all have jobs, I would go get some entrepreneur friends um, or hang out where they hang out or go to meetups and surround yourself with people that are doing it because um, you'd really want to take advice from people who have the results that you want, um, not from the other ones. (laughs) Okay. Great. Okay. Jigme, are you ready to have some fun? Okay. Great. Okay. As as you know, entrepreneurs are very busy people and we're always connected. We're always on our smartphones, computers, tablets, you name it. We're always talking to staff or we're always dealing with clients. We're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Ooh, I like it. Um, Okay, so... I would definitely stay a little while as long as it was kind of physically possible, maybe uh, depending on the food and water sitch, but I would take my time uh, because in nature and in solitude is when all the magic really happens, especially for entrepreneurs. That's when you get inspired impulses or ideas. And I don't, I can't imagine a better place than a beautiful tropical island all by yourself to really get those kind of downloads of inspiration. So I would hone in on the inspiration um, from that setting and really flesh out whatever ideas I could come up with. And then I would pick up that phone and I would call you guys and tell you all the great news and then spread the word and make that vision uh, and those inspired impulses into reality. So you think about a week? I think like a few weeks, like what between two and three, maybe two and three. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. Know, you get it all down on paper. Yeah. Well, I don't, I draft it out in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't just say SOS. No, <laughs> it would. Yeah, it would be, it would, it would be a whole business plan in the sand. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. We're going to wrap things up here. How can our listeners get hold of you? Is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Um, I just want to say I think what you're doing is fantastic. I think you are fantastic. I think Canada needs this. And the more voice and platform for connecting entrepreneurs, the better. So just what you're doing is great. And I just want to say how appreciative I am of that. And um, I think everyone is. So I think that's awesome. I will. You definitely have a listener in me and I will tell all my friends to listen. Um, And then if people want to get a hold of me, Instagram's great. My handle is it's jiggy, I-T-S-J-I-G-G-Y. And I also have my own website, jigmelove.com. Great. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you so much. Great. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.